Hello, hello, hello. It's Michelle Donatian here again with Moments with Michelle, where we talk about the issues that bog us down in life and what Jesus has to say about it. The past uh, few episodes, we've been talking about food and how putting food before God can trap you. How there are so many of us that have been overweight. Uh, I was overweight. I shared my story about how I was overweight for 22 years. Why? And how the Lord got me out of it. How the Lord delivered me from it and what it really was. And I told you we'd be sharing practical application, practical tips. I'm here to help you walk through what's been going on, why you are the way you have been, why maybe you are still going around that same circle and how to get out of it. Because the truth is there is victory in Jesus Christ. And I'm here to share what God has shown me. So sit back, relax, get comfortable. We are coming in to you today just to talk about these things, and I hope that it really blesses you. I hope that it really gives you something to really think about, to ponder on, and understand that this is no accident. This is no accident. I hope that you really stop and take a moment to send me some comments. You know, really, if you have questions or other things that you wanted to ask about, but more importantly, really pray about this. You know, this is not just a physical thing. This is not just about being obese. It's so much deeper than that. Obesity is only the outside thing, the thing that everybody can see. There's so much more. It's so much deeper. And I'm here to share it with you today. So I'm here in beautiful Delaware. We are coming at you at a later time than we wore, than we normally do. Next week, we will be back at our regularly scheduled time, 10 o'clock a.m., Monday mornings, Moments with Michelle. But tonight we're going to be talking about these issues and I've been uh, breaking down what was going on in my own life. And I told you today we're going to talk about some practical ways to keep on moving. So I want to give you bites of information so that you can process it, really take some time to put it into play in your own life, break it into pieces to kind of deconstruct what's been happening in your life. So Let's get started. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to start with a prayer before we move on, because, you know, this is something that God has really delivered me through and he's using me to share with you. And I'm not the one who's doing anything here. The Lord is. I'm only here to be used of him and to share what he's done so he can get the glory, not only in my life, but in your life, too. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. I thank you, Lord God, for each and every one listening here today. I ask you that you touch the hearts of the people listening. Teach them about what's going on in their own life. Teach them about what your word says. Loose them from the enemy's plan to keep them chained down and bogged down and discouraged. And help them walk out your freedom. Let them walk in freedom today. We promise we'll give you all the glory and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus name. Thanks. Amen. So folks, today we're going to really just talk about why, you know, I shared with you, I was um, addicted to food. I idolized food for 22 years, really more than 22 years. It was my whole life, but I didn't know it. And it just kind of came to a head 
when I became obese. That's when I realized it. That's when I began to recognize there was something was wrong. I didn't know everything that was wrong. Honestly, I didn't know what the problem was. I just knew I was overweight and I didn't like that. You know, I've gone through the process in my mind about how the Lord began to show me, you know, separate things in my heart about the way I looked and how much I was supposed to love myself, no matter what size I was, and how much he loved me, no matter what size I was. But when he began to get to the root of things, he began to then unfold and uncover other things about why I had been the way I was. You see, he loves you no matter what you look like, no matter what size you are. It doesn't matter. That has nothing to do with his love for you. And what he's done is he's made you beautiful. You are beautiful no matter what size, no matter what weight you are. Make sure you understand that. Let's let's get that clear and get that out of the way. This is not about being beautiful because thin does not equal beautiful. Curvy does not equal beautiful. Your physical appearance has nothing to do with real beauty. Who you are on the inside is where the beauty comes from. And just the way you are, you are beautiful. You are beautiful just the way you are. Now we can put that aside now that we've gotten that out of the way that has nothing to do with your health and your health is directly related to spiritual things. Now the way that you look at yourself and what you think about yourself is all related to spiritual things and we're going to get into this right now. So the practical tips, the practical application really comes down to a couple of questions really. I mean it's simple but it's not easy. Simple being, it is pretty straightforward when you realize and recognize what's going on. Easy? No, not so easy. Nothing in life is easy. I don't think anyway. I don't think it is. But I'm going to share with you what my own story and the way that you can continue to move forward in your life. If you're listening here, something obviously caught your attention. There's some place right now in your life that you're thinking, you know, I'm tired of this. Something is, 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 is inside of you saying, you know, there's got to be a different way. I can't live my life obese like this. And, 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 and you recognize that it's more than just being obese. It's not just about being overweight. There's something inside of you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be really listening anymore. You, there's, there's something there that's, that's, that's been drawing you saying there's more to this thing There's more to this overweight thing than just overeating or just wanting a cupcake when you want a cupcake and getting it when you win it. It was never about that for me. It wasn't about, I just want some ice cream today, so I'm going to go get some ice cream and that's it. No, no, no. Be very clear. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, 11, I'm going to read that for you because this is real. You know, the Bible does says for us not to be fools. Some of us walk around, and I hate to use this term, but, you know, this is the truth. Some of us have been foolish about the way we've looked at things. Like it's so simple and like it's not connected. Like it's just, you know, no big deal that you're overweight. No, it really is a big deal because there's more to this. It's not just about, well, I accept myself for who I am. No, 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 we're not talking about that here. We're talking about the deeper reason that you are overweight. God didn't create you overweight. He created you beautiful, and no matter what size you are, I'm going to repeat it, you are beautiful, and he loves you, and you should love yourself, no matter what size you are. Make no mistake, but obesity has something to do with not loving yourself, and obesity has everything to do with spiritual aspects, spiritual warfare, everything to do with it. 
the spirit realm. Now, maybe you might be thinking to yourself, hey, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, this is getting a little deep here for me. This is maybe a little more than you bargained for. I'm going to tell you the truth. Hear me out and listen to what I have to say. You know, take it or leave it. I'm just here to share what the Lord has shown me. And I know it's going to bless you. So in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read 9 through 11. And this is Paul who wrote this. We know, if you don't know, Paul wrote the book of 2 Corinthians, one of many books in the Bible that he wrote. And starting at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, for, this to, for to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ, lest Satan should, be, should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices." Now, let's just stop for a moment and think about this, okay? I want you to just think about that scripture. Paul is telling us that we're not ignorant of what Satan does. We're not ignorant. He's informing the people that they need to forgive. He's forgiving them through Jesus Christ, meaning Jesus Christ has given him the strength to forgive. Paul was human just like you and I, just like Jesus was human. He was human and he had pain just like you and I. That's how the Lord was able, that's how we can relate to Jesus Christ because he was human. He made himself human so that we could relate to him and he understood everything that we went through, yet he still forgave us. And not only that, but he went further to die on the cross for our sins. Paul here says that through Jesus Christ, he was able to forgive. And he's saying, don't be foolish. We're not ignorant about what Satan does. Now, let me break that into a little bit more. Let me just break it down a little bit more and explain to you. Don't be foolish and be ignorant and think that this is only about, oh, I just want a snack today. You've already eaten. Food is delicious, but food is supposed to just sustain your body. It's supposed to give you the nutrition that you need. That's all it's for. Yes, we enjoy it. And yes, around food, we relax with other people or we share food, but there's more to it. It's not about eating the food. So when you find yourself eating because of a feeling, there's a red flag right there. Don't be foolish. I'm going to tell you the way that I was thinking when I would overeat, okay? I'm going to tell you what the Lord began to teach me. And, and I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you the tools that I didn't even know I began to put into place in my own life. So you can put them into place in your own life. And the first thing is recognize what is happening. Recognize it. This is not okay. It's not okay for you to overeat. It's not okay that at Thanksgiving meals, everybody around you, is I told you in the last segment, the last episode, everybody around me was just like me. We were all overeating and calling it an occasion to overeat. That's not okay. Why do we need to overeat? We don't need to overeat. Why do we need to eat? We need to eat to sustain our bodies. 
If you don't eat properly, you feel sick. Eventually, you'll die. You've seen the movies and the pictures of the children who, you know, have the distended bellies because they're so undernourished and the people that are sick and ill because they don't have the proper nutrition. And this is what food is for, to, to, to give us nutrition. It is wonderful and, and it is delicious to eat. Yes, of course it is. I had a delicious bowl of spaghetti for dinner. Uh, I had some, you know, carrots and, and uh, raw carrots and some cauliflower. It was delicious, yes. But I ate it because it would sustain me. Not only did that, was that the case, but even the, in the choices that I made. I made the choice to eat whole wheat spaghetti whole wheat pasta, whole wheat linguine. I made the choice to have sauce, pasta sauce, without sugar in it, without a bunch of chemicals in it. All natural, good, delicious, wholesome, whole foods. Why? Because I know I need to take care of my body and I do want to enjoy what I eat. But if I die in the midst of enjoying what I eat, what was the point? You see, my body is a holy temple and so is yours. And you should treat it as such. It is the temple of the Lord. It is special. God created it because he loved you. He loves me. The Bible says that he created us for his glory. For his glory. Just take a, just, just think about that. He created us for his glory. Every one of us. Every single one of us. That means that he wants to be glorified in our bodies. Through us. We're a vessel. I'm here talking to you because... God loves you. Jesus delivered me. And I'm here to share with you the same thing. So recognize what's happening. Don't be foolish. You are not a fool. Recognize that this is the devil's device. The devil's device. Overeating. It's no, it's not simple. It's not that simple. It's not like that. Okay, I know I said it was simple before. But let me backtrack and, and, and say the problem is not as simple as just I just overeat sometimes when I want a cupcake or fill in the blank, whatever it is that you overeat. Maybe you like chips. I don't know. You know what you overeat with. Recognize what is happening. It is a problem. Okay. It is a problem. And it's really all a distraction to get you away from Jesus Christ. I'm going to take you down a path here and this might be you. I'm sure some of this is part of you. Every time this would happen to me where I would overeat. It would start with something inside of me. And oftentimes it would start with fear. Okay. I was fearful on the inside. And I shared that with you, I think in the other episodes, I was fearful. I was very fearful of a lot of different things. Um, not necessarily on the outside. Some people could see it. Some people could. If you had discernment, you could see it. Or if you, you, you know, if you dealt with that kind of thing before, you could see it in me. But the average person couldn't tell I was fearful. And maybe more people knew than I thought. But I was certainly hiding it on the inside. Because I seemed on the outside like this bubbly person. That's how people would describe me. Michelle's so nice and so kind. And she loves God. And she, you know, is so godly. I remember people would say that to about me. And on the inside, I'd be saying, you don't know me. You don't know who I really am. You don't know all the, 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 the things that I was hiding in my closet. Now, I've since come to know that uh, as a mature Christian, I was very young back then, as a mature Christian, they were only seeing what Jesus Christ was showing them, many of those people, when they saw the godly things in my life. 
You know, we all, I also know we all have sin. Every one of us do. Nobody escapes sin. The only one that did was Jesus Christ. So, you know, I'm looking at things differently now. But my point is, people didn't see the fear that was in me. So when I would become fearful, I'd begin to hide. I would hide away. You know, I would hide away behind closed doors, somehow hide away and just kind of keep myself to myself. You wouldn't know it because I'm an outgoing, friendly person, but in my own way, I would hide. I would watch TV or watch videos. And while I was doing that, I would get my favorite snack, you know, that favorite snack. And even when I would watch, even if I, they were connected. Like I would, if I would watch one of those TV shows, then I would want the snack. If I would eat the snack, I would want to watch the TV show. They would go hand in hand. See, this is spiritual. Hear me on this. Hear me on this. Then it would go to, I would be play. I would play this one particular video game, one or two video games. I'm not a big video game fan, but when I was in that state of fear, fearfulness, I would play a video game, this particular video game, and I would eat that snack. You know, whatever the snacks were, it was usually the same group of, of snacks, but whatever it was, and I wouldn't be hungry at all, but of course it would be unhealthy for my body. So the TV shows, excuse me, the TV show or the video, and they weren't like, you know, it wasn't like they were bad videos or, or bad video games necessarily. It was the way that the enemy would separate me from God. It was all a distraction. And it would all just all go right into the next thing, just as smooth as you could imagine. And for a long time, I didn't even know it was happening. So maybe there's something that happens to you. Maybe you find yourself in a place, okay? I would become fearful when something frustrated me and I couldn't handle it or I couldn't take care of it. And I'm, not, I'm a very easygoing person. <sighs> easygoing is not the right word to describe me, but I'm a pretty... I don't know how to describe myself sometimes, but I'm not the kind of person that gets caught up in the things that are going on around me. You know, like if if somebody is, you know, cussing me out, I really, I pretty much don't care, you know, because I understand what's really happening. I'm not upset and I can't believe she did it. No, that's not me. It's really not me. It used to be me, but no, that's not me. So, If something took me to a place of fear, it was an old thing. It was always spiritual because you know, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We know that's scripture. If you don't know that, it's scripture. So God didn't give that to you. So it would always be something that the enemy would bring back in. And it would all be in that little cycle and that cycle and that cycle and that cycle. So maybe something happened that I'd felt like, I just, it took me over the top or I was overwhelmed and it took me to a place where I just couldn't handle it. And, you know, we've all been there and maybe you get there now. You know, I'm not saying I've got it all together. I'm saying I have Jesus and because I have Jesus, I can go to him and he helps me through it. That's, that's what I'm saying. And so Jesus began to show me as I would go down this path, being in fear, then I would hide because it just would become overwhelming and and the TV or the video games and the food would make me feel better. It would comfort me. 
at least I thought it was. It was, it was my old friend. It, they were all kind of together. It was our little group. Our little group got together. The TV, the video game, and the snacks. That they were, We would get together, and that was our thing anytime something really bothered me. And it wasn't always like I told you. I'm, I mean, I'm sharing this with you. I'm spelling this out to you because I know somebody out there has been here or is here right now. Okay? So I'm an... I'm easygoing. I love the Lord. And even then I would, I loved the Lord, but certain things would take me backwards. And the enemy knew those things, but I didn't know those things. I had been foolish and I didn't have my eyes open. So I'd begin to go backwards after that place. I'd begin to go backwards into old sin. See, I would go backwards into old sin because when you begin in sin, you continue in sin. That's the truth. When you begin, whenever you are in sin, it just brings more sin, more sin, more sin. There's a scripture that talks about vain talking. Don't have any part of it. Just go away from it because all it does is bring about more sin. That's all it does. It brings more vain conversation, brings more sin. When you involve yourself in wickedness, it just brings more wickedness. And sin is wicked, okay? Idolatry is what we're talking about here. I was putting these things before God. I put food before God. I was using the food to comfort me when the Holy Spirit is there to comfort me. The Bible said he's my comforter. Jesus, when he left, when he was leaving the disciples, he said, I'll send to you another that's just like me. And he called him the comforter. So if that's the comforter, why was my snack a comforter? Why is your snack a comforter? Really think about this now here. It's not just, you know, I like the cupcake and when I get upset, the chocolate, you know, we, 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 we make this scientific. This is not so scientific. This is spiritual. Sometimes we say, well, there is a chemical in the chocolate that actually, you know, makes us feel calm or that helps us deal with stress. Okay, that might happen. Maybe, maybe. But God didn't design. He didn't create cocoa uh, trees to, I'm not sure if that's what they're called, cocoa trees, but you know, the trees that create, that they actually produce the natural cocoa bean, okay, that your chocolate's made of. God didn't create those so that we would be falling and tripping up in sin and we would overeat and indulge, overindulge on chocolate. No, that's not why he created it. It's delicious. It's wonderful. It's fine. There are some good, healthy benefits of eating natural raw chocolate, but the way most of us eat it is not the way God intended it. It's not the way, or, or, or what we do with it. We use it to comfort us. And God didn't intend that. He wanted to comfort you. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why his Holy Spirit is here to comfort you. When you're feeling down and you're feeling bad, don't go to that snack. Go to the Lord. That's what I had to do. All right. So now I was going backwards. I'm taking you back here through this cycle. It would take me away from the Lord. So then I'd be away from the Lord because or I feel bad. And, I, and, and then I will all of a sudden, it was like I woke up out of this unconscious state because I was eating everything and I was not really conscious of what was happening. I didn't realize just how long I was sitting in front of the TV or just how long I was playing the game. I had no idea. I'd look at the time and think, oh my gosh, what happened? How'd the time go? But what was happening was the enemy was pulling me away from the Lord. You know, my spare time I would spend with Jesus. But then during these days, when my Bible was closed, 
My back was turned to it. I mean, I'm, I'm talking physical stuff here. My Bible would actually be turned behind me and I'd be doing this. So I was physically turning away from the Lord. Physically. And I'm being real. I'm being upfront. I'm being just who I was and what I've gone through. So, you know, understand that there's no shame here. There's no condemnation. I hate that word shame. Let me just use the right word. There's no condemnation in the Lord. Okay. There's no condemnation for those who are serving the Lord because the enemy is going to be here to, he's going to try to condemn you and tell you, Oh, look how stupid you've been. Or how could you make the same mistake? You know better. No, that doesn't come from Jesus. That doesn't come with, from Jesus. The enemy discourages. Jesus comforts and encourages you. So if I'm saying that to you, that means this whole cycle I went through was not from Jesus. None of it. It was from Satan because his goal is to kill, steal, and destroy us. Okay? He wants me away from Jesus. And he's not going after the unsaved people. I heard a preacher say that just today. And it was true. Satan doesn't go after the unsaved people. He already has them. He comes after the church, the people of God, who are either struggling or maybe they've got one foot in the church and one foot out of the church. Or I shouldn't even say the church. I should really say one foot in the kingdom and one foot out. You know, you're not really serving God. On the outside, it looks like it. You go to church every week. But church is not Christianity. Church is not your walk with Christ. Church is just church. It's wonderful to go to church. We're supposed to not forsake the assembling. We're supposed to go. But that does not equal salvation. There are dead people sitting in the pews right next to you every Sunday, and you might be one of them. And this is one of the ways the enemy will drag you away from your Jesus Christ, because the enemy will have you so bogged down and so discouraged and so tied up trying to figure out what's going on. You won't know what's way, what way is up. You'd be, and you find yourself back in the place you were and then here you are even more discouraged see when I would go through this cycle I would find myself right back to an older place see how I would ask myself how is it that I could study the word I knew the word I know the word how can I study it how can I walk in the things of God and then end up back here where I was when I would go through these places this cycle that's because that's all spiritual in the spirit realm, the enemy wants to disable you. He wants to make you feel like you can't continue to go to God. He wants to get you to a place to like, a, it's like a drunken stupor. People ask me why I don't drink. Well, the Bible tells me I'm not to drink. It tells me I'm not to drink. Leaders aren't to drink. And we're all supposed to be leaders in the community here. Now, that's a whole other conversation. But just think about it. When you drink, it does impair your judgment. I used to drink all the time. I know of what I'm speaking here. I was, I, was, I was an alcoholic, actually, when I was younger. I would drink and drink and drink. It was another way I would medicate myself, make myself feel better. I didn't know it at the time, but I would drink and drink and drink and get drunk and drink and get high. All these things. Now, that's why I don't drink, because it impairs my judgment. When I would eat this way, it would be like I was in a drunken stupor. 
I wouldn't even realize how much time had passed. I would become unaware of the things going on around me because in the spirit, the enemy was blinding me. I had been blinded. You've been blinded if you've been on this path. You've been blinded. This is deeper than just your weight. This is not about a number on the scale. That is only the outer appearance of what's going on deep inside of you. What's going on deep inside of you is that you need to rely fully on Jesus Christ. You need to go to him for your problems. When I had a problem at work, I went to my cupcakes or I went to my Altoids. When I had a, they're, they're peppermint if you don't know what that is. When I had a problem at work, I went to my ice cream. When I had a problem in my family, I would go to the cupcakes. When I had a problem, I would go off somewhere and get something to eat because I didn't recognize what was happening to me. But I'm here to share with you, when you are in that place, you're using food. Instead of the Lord, you're going to food. It's the same thing with alcoholism. It's the same thing with drugs. Food became a drug to you. It has become a drug to you if this is where you are. If this is where you are, it has become a drug to you. And anything that you put before God, whether it be drugs, food, your children, sex, anything, is, an, is idolatry. You've made it a God. Because who do you go to to comfort you? It's supposed to be the Lord. But you're going to this thing. And the Bible calls it whoremongering. You see, God called it. He said the children of Israel went a whoring after other gods. If you've ever read that scripture and you wondered, what did that mean, going a whoring after other gods? When I first read it, I used to think, oh, this is about, um, you know, prostitution or, or sexual things. No, 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 no. Let me break this down to you. Let me give you some, let me, let me give you the deeper meaning of that. Now think about this, put it together. You're on the right track when you say sexual things. It is not about that though. When a person has sex with another person, this is a deep and spiritual thing. That's because God created it. That's why if you're sleeping around with people and you're not married to that person, you're creating a soul tie because it was only meant for you and that man or that woman to be with that married your, your spouse. God said you would become one flesh. That is not only in the spirit, it is physical and it goes into the spirit. You see, when you become one flesh, you are one flesh. So when you're sleeping around with all those other people, you're becoming one flesh with those people. That's a soul tie and you don't want that. Okay. Now, let me take you, let me follow me here. So that's an intimate thing. Intimacy. You're giving your all to that man or that woman. Okay. And I'm not talking just women. I'm talking men and women. The word is for us all. Okay. When you give your intimacy in the spirit realm, when you give everything to that other God, you are then giving an intimacy to that God. You're sharing an intimacy to that thing that you made a God. It is wicked. That is idolatry. And that's what God said, they meant when he said they went a whoring after other gods. A whoring. Whore, you know, with, we all know that that word is when we're talking about someone who has sex with lots of different people. We know that, right? We, we've, 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 hopefully you've, well, I'm sure you've probably used the word. Maybe you've heard the word before. It's a, it's an ugly word, but that's what it means when God said that. So let me break this down into what's going on with this food thing. You're going a whoring after other gods. You made the food a God. 
You made it a God, and that's a dangerous thing because the Bible says God, God told us that we should have no other gods before him. That's why overeating is a problem. That's why going to food is a problem. That's why it will destroy you because this is another way for Satan to just take you away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you follow me here? Are you seeing why this is a problem? Are you seeing why this is so serious and why I used the word deliverance when I said Jesus delivered me from it? Because he had to take me out of the enemy's chains because I was chained up and shackled. I was walking in the church I was a woman of God, still walking around, shackled, didn't even know it. Let me tell you something. If that's you here today, there is hope. I'm giving you the rundown. I'm giving you the lowdown. I'm giving you the truth. But there's hope for you yet. There is hope for you. And his name is Jesus. And he's the only hope there is. I told you my story earlier, the beginning of it, the part where I told you, I mean, in previous episodes where I told you how I decided I was just going to take care of my body. I said, I'm going to only eat organic food. That doesn't mean that not eating organic food, uh, or that, that if you don't eat organic food, that you're not holy. Uh, please understand, I'm not saying this. What I'm saying is I began to do research and I found that the chemicals in the uh, non-organic food were harming my body. So I said, I don't want that anymore. Okay. It was a step for me. So I just said, I'm going to eat organic food and I'm only going to eat a healthy food. When I began to do the research about the sugar, you know, if you haven't, if you didn't catch the other episodes, go back and listen. I talked about sugar and you can do your own research and you'll find there's a lot going on with sugar and how it becomes addict, how it is addictive. So I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to just eat healthy things. No more processed white sugar. And if I want something sweet, I'm going to eat healthy sugar, healthy sweet things, you know, maple syrup, that kind of thing is big. That's my go-to anyway. And I would use coconut sugar. So those are the things that I did, not understanding that it was all in the spirit. I really didn't understand that at that time, those choices. I didn't understand that those choices were in the spirit. I knew I wanted to do it as under the Lord. I knew I wanted to do it to honor God because I knew it wasn't good that I had been overeating. I knew that much, but I just didn't get how deep it really was. I really didn't understand how deep it was and what a stronghold it had been in my life. So, you know, all the weight came off, 80 pounds. You know, I'm talking a year and a half later, 80 pounds came off and I didn't exercise, not at all. All the years that I exercised and all the years that I used to count calories, none of that stuff worked. I never lost the weight. I would lose maybe 10 pounds, 15, maybe even 20 or 30 pounds and it would all come back. I was up to 242 pounds. That's not what my body is supposed to be. I'm not a tall woman. I'm sharing this with you today to take you to a place or to, to, to help you and understand what's happening. I told you in the beginning of the show today that you have to recognize what's happening. I read to you the scripture, 2 Corinthians 2, 9 through 11. And verse 11 says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. You see, if we are ignorant of Satan's devices, he will get an advantage. He will get an advantage of us. That means he will get over on us. That's what it means. Paul in this scripture was talking about forgiveness. 
forgiveness, we know the Bible says that if you don't, if you don't forgive, that the Lord will not forgive you. And there's so much more to that, but that's point blank, crystal clear. If you don't forgive, Jesus won't forgive you. That's in scripture. That's in scripture. So if you've never read that, you can even Google in, in online, you know, the Lord's prayer, find the Lord's prayer, the scripture right at the end of the Lord's prayer, right after that, he says, you know, that we need to forgive or we won't be forgiven. So that's the truth. So Paul was saying, don't be ignorant about this. Ignorant meaning not knowing. Don't be unintelligent about this. We do know that if we don't forgive, that we won't be forgiven. Point blank. So now I'm telling you the same thing. Don't be ignorant about what the enemy is doing in your life because he'll get an advantage over you. Like Paul said, lest Satan, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. And he wasn't only talking about unforgiveness. All sin, it's a door into our lives. We open up a door when we sin. We open up a demonic door in the spirit realm. Maybe you don't know this. Maybe you don't, you know, you've never heard this before, or maybe you thought it was just hooey, but it's true. How else can you find yourself starting with something made me mad? My kids weren't listening and I got frustrated. Then you find yourself hours later in almost a drunken stupor, having eaten all the chocolate chip cookies, half a pint of ice cream, two tins of Altoids. You've watched four hours of TV shows and all of a sudden you've got a desire to watch one that you know you shouldn't be watching. How else can you describe that? That's called a demonic door. That's how Satan will get you. That's what he does. Do not be deceived, my friend. That's what he does. He uses anything he can because he recognizes that we're human. We're emotional beings. Things happen in our lives. This life is not going to be easy. It's not easy for anybody. I don't care who you are. It's not easy. That's why Jesus died on the cross for you and for me so that you could go to him just like I did and say, Lord Jesus, I don't want this anymore. I'm tired of going around the mountain. I said this a, a, a few years ago. I remember having an issue. I was felt like I kept going around the mountain. And those were the exact words I used. I was in this group at my church and it was called uh, Celebrate Recovery. And I knew I had some problems. I knew I had some problems in my life and I was working through those. I hadn't been working through the food thing, but I was working through other issues, deep-seated things that had been going on in my life for years, it felt like, and they really had been. And I remember saying, and I remember coming to this place because it came to me, I, I recognized it at that moment, and that's when I could verbalize it. I felt like I had been going around the mountain going around this mountain and I never got any higher. I just kept going around the mountain and I wasn't getting into any higher place. I just kept going the same plane, the same level, the same level, the same level. And I felt like I wasn't living up to my potential. I felt like a child actually, as a grown woman. And I remember one day asking my pastor, she was such a sweet woman of God. I had gone to her for counseling and, um, uh, for, for things that had gone on in my life. I mean, maybe another show, I'm sure I'm going to share it with you in another show. We'll see how the Lord leads. But for now, we'll just leave it at that. I had gone to her for counseling and she was such a sweet woman. And I remember asking her and her name was Pastor Miriam. And I said, Pastor Miriam, 
And she just had the sweetest voice. She's since passed away. But I just remember her voice. She would say, hi, Michelle. She was the sweetest woman ever. I loved her dearly. And I remember I said to her, Pastor Miriam, do you ever feel like like a child? And she looked at me because she didn't quite understand what I meant. And she said, no. No, I don't ever feel like a child. She's a grown woman. She was in her 50s at that time. I think in her 50s, maybe 60s, but definitely somewhere around her 50s. I was in my 30s at the time. And, um, but I felt like a child. And I've come to realize later that it, later in my life, it's because I wasn't living to my fullest potential. You see, the enemy had been holding me back. And food was one of the ways that the enemy had been doing it. He had been holding me back because I would keep going backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards. I would be fearful. Instead of going to the Lord, I would go to the food or I would go within myself. And that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. Those people, when they say, you know, go within yourself. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't really solve the problem. Only Jesus knows everything. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. So therefore, going within your own self, you're just going to get no answers. If you go to Jesus, Christ, who lives within you, that's a totally different thing. So I'm here today to tell you, the madness can stop. It doesn't have to continue on. You don't have to keep living like this. You don't have to keep living like this. God delivered me and he wants to deliver you. He wants to deliver you. This is all nothing but a distraction. Don't you feel like sometimes you just keep ending up with the same situations? Maybe not every situation in your life, but certain situations just keep, would keep coming back. Haven't you ever felt like that? Or you would find yourself when this certain thing happened, this other thing would always happen. How is that the case? It's because it is a bondage that the enemy has kept you in and you didn't recognize it. But today is a new day, my friend. You don't have to be bound in those chains any longer. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you because the Lord wants to deliver you. All you have to do is say, Lord, I want this. I'm tired of this feeling. I'm tired of all this other stuff connected to my, my, my obesity. I'm tired of it. I don't want obesity anymore. I'm not going to agree with that anymore. I'm not going to overeat. Lord Jesus, I need you to help me. That's all you have to say. And he's going to do it. If he can help me, he can certainly help you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we come to you today. And, And friends, let me just stop for a second. I want you to pray this with me. If that's you and you're tired of these bondages and these chains and you didn't even know that that's what you were in, but you just know you've been obese and you just couldn't seem to shake it and you couldn't seem to stop and you would feel like everything was wrong after you did it, after you ate it, after you ate that food. And you just kept overeating and overeating and overeating. And of course, you felt worse and worse and worse. But somehow you told yourself that it would make you feel better. But it never seemed to make you feel better. And all it did was get worse and worse. And you get more weight on your body and more weight and fatter and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Friend, you need to stop. And you can't do it on your own.
If that's you or you're anywhere near that, I want you to pray with me. If you're tired of it, if you're ready for a change, but maybe you don't know how to change, well, you're going to be in for a wonderful ride beginning from here on out because Jesus, my friend, will deliver you and take you places that you never knew you would go. Good places. He will deliver you and you don't even know you're being delivered. He will take care of things in your life and you won't even know he's taking care of them. But it starts with a decision today. Friend, you've got to make the decision just like I made it. And literally the 80 pounds melted off. But all that other weight, that all that other junk that was causing the 80 pounds is what really was the important part that's gone now. I'm not suffering in that anymore. And I want you to have the same freedom. I want you to walk in freedom in your life. I want you to feel what it means to walk wherever you want to go, to not have to worry about the choices that you're making. Not worry. You're making good decisions. And if you make a choice that's not the best or you make a mistake, you can go to Jesus and say, Lord, forgive me and help me. And that's it. There is no more of this, oh, I should have known better. Why didn't I do this? Why did I eat all that box of cupcakes? Why didn't I stop? No, no, no. How did I let myself get to this place? How could I be so stupid? I, my mother was overweight. Well, why did I let myself get this way? Oh, no, now I'm going to be unhealthy. No, no, no. All that stuff is all from the enemy. You don't have to walk in that stuff anymore. Those are all things that the enemy designed to make you Walk away from Jesus Christ. See, I know who. I know you. I know you. I know you. Some of you have felt this tug in your heart. Like you want to know who this Jesus is, but you're not quite sure if it's really for you or what it's even really about. But there's just something inside of you that you just want something different. I know you. I was that woman. I was her. Friend, Jesus will change your life in the best way possible. And you know if you want him. You know it. You know right now. You know right now. So friend, if you're anywhere on that, I want to pray with you. I'm going to pray for salvation first. If that's you, pray along with me. If that's you and you want this Jesus because you want this freedom that Jesus that you know, you've heard about, you don't understand how he gives it, but you know that you, you just know somewhere deep inside that he's going to give you freedom and you're going to be free. Once you say yes to Jesus, I want you to pray along with me because my friend, you'll never, ever be the same. You'll never be the same after this. Pray this prayer with me and mean it in your heart. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry that I rejected you and I didn't want you and I sinned against you all these years. I'm sorry that I did all these bad things, but today I decided I want you. I want you. I love you. Thank you for loving me. I want to live my life for you starting now. Please come into my heart. I'm giving my life over to you right now. I decide right now that I'm not going to live for myself anymore. I'm going to live for you from now on. Help me, Jesus, to do it. And I'm going to thank you. And I thank you right now, Jesus, for changing my life. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, welcome to the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus can begin to do a good work in you. He can begin to do a good work in you. Ooh, he can do all kinds of things that you, you're, you're in for a beautiful, a beautiful ride. You're in for a beautiful ride. Congratulations on your choice. You made a good one. And welcome. We love you. Now, for those of you who are already, who've been Christians already, and for you, you that just decided, we're going to pray together. I'm going to pray for you. And you need to receive it. You need to put your hands in the air and receive what Jesus has for you. When you put your hands in the air, when you put them up in the air, I know you've seen people in churches do it. When you raise your hands up, it, it's an actual physical act where you're showing the Lord that you are receiving what he has for you. What he has for you, you're receiving it. So I want you to put your hands up in the air like you're receiving what God is dropping into your hands. Okay, put them up in heaven. Doesn't matter what you look like, friend. It doesn't matter. Okay. And I want you to receive what I'm praying right now. I'm going to pray this for you because the Lord wants to deliver you out of the enemy's hands. He doesn't want you shackled anymore. Dear Jesus, wonderful Jesus, I come before you today for the saints that have been dealing with this struggle. For years they've been dealing with it and they couldn't seem to shake it. They didn't even know how deep it was. But Lord Jesus, you knew and you knew that you wanted them delivered from this. So I just ask you right now to deliver them, deliver them in the name of Jesus. Touch their hearts, open up their eyes, show them where they've been living like this. Show them every time it's happened so that they will be aware and they will stop and they will come to you instead of going to that chocolate bar or that candy cane or that ice cream cone or whatever that food is, that slice of pizza, whatever it is, or that extra bit of gravy or that extra dollop of mashed potatoes. Lord Jesus, help them to come to you, your Holy Spirit for comfort and no longer go to food no longer go to those things that were causing them to fall no longer going to those old things that they called their old friends help them to see them for what they are tools from satan in the name of jesus lord i ask you to deliver them touch their hearts pull up every demonic root that's been in there pull it out so that they can walk in freedom. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over every, every one of them here today. In Jesus' name, touch them, deliver them. You do the work, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we promise. Hallelujah. We promise, Jesus, to give you all the praise. We promise to give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Friend, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I hope it's enlightened you, shown you, changed you. I know it has. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Share this podcast with your friends. It's going to free them. It'll free you. Until next time, Moments with Michelle, airing 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday mornings. God bless you. Thank you for listening.